Welcome back everyone to the Dialogue Options E3 2018 press conferences coverage. Uh, you're with your uh, ever-faithful host, Mr. John McDonald, and as always, my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyra Morrison. Uh, how you doing, man? Man, I'm still buzzing. I'm still buzzing because we got yeah. Ridley and dreams come true. Dream Ridley and Smash yeah. dreams come true. We'll get to that later, well, but like, it's, it's happened. alert, yeah. <laughs> it did, it did. Um... Yeah, we've got a lot to unpack with that one, but we'll get to that. We've got a couple more to get through before we can get to the the uh, all the Smash news. Um, and yeah, there's a whole bunch of news still coming out. Um, the show floor's open now. It's been open for two days, I think. The the last day is probably just about to start, I think. Yeah. Um, yes, it should be mm. it should be imminent, really, in like the next mm, hour yeah, or so. Yeah, in the next hour or so, yeah. Um, so yeah, been, it's been great looking at a whole bunch of different impressions and stuff. Um, but we'll go through all that sort of stuff in our next full-scale episode. Um, I'm very excited to talk about the uh, Cyberpunk 2077 50-minute demo that everyone's had the pleasure of watching because um, I am very excited by that game now, um, even more so. But today we're going to be talking about Ubisoft's press conference. Um, yeah, some good stuff in there. Uh, a lot of it we kind of knew was coming or could sort of assume that was coming. Um, but nonetheless, still really a really good show from Ubisoft this year, I feel. Yeah. I mean, we can we can get into it when we, when we do it blow by blow. I didn't think it was mm. as impressive as last year's, but it was it was pretty good. No. No, I don't think so. I don't think it was as good as last year's either, but it still was um still was impressive. Like it was still a, a good solid show. Lots of neat stuff to go through and um so let's not mess around. Let's get into it. Uh, the show kicked off with a wonderful dance number. Um, they've usually the last year or so, the last couple of years, they've usually buried it in the uh, in the middle of the conference. But this year, they opened up straight away with it, um, straight into it with a dancing panda in a marching band outfit, complete with marching band and weird like female dancers and like like weird costumed female dancers. It was very bizarre. It was very Ubisoft, and um, yeah, for Just Dance 2019, coming to pretty much every platform imaginable, including the Wii. Um, so, if you're still rocking that Wii life, uh, you've still got a new game coming out for you this year, which is good. I they, guess they must be the only company out there manufacturing Wii discs. Here's the thing, though. Like, I mean, it makes sense for a game like this, really. It really does. A lot of... It was one of the biggest selling consoles of all time, and lots of people have them. And these are just fun games that, like, you know, you give to your kids to play or whatever. Um, and chances are lots of families just have a Wii kicking around that the kids are still enjoying playing. And, of course, they're going to love, like, waggling around with a, with a Wiimote to the latest pop tracks and whatnot. So yeah, it was, it was fun. Yeah. Marching band covering a whole bunch of different songs, which is really cool. Um, it was a good way to start the show. A little bit, a lot of energy there. I really appreciated them putting it at the start of a show. Cause then it was done. It was done. Yep. I didn't, and I really appreciate, I was able to walk yeah. away and came back and it was over and I didn't have to worry about just dance coming up. I enjoyed it. I was like, yeah, that was fun. Um, it was fun. I liked it. I liked, it just sort of I went on a bit. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, like yeah, I was, I was, I was into it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's also good with Just Dance that they don't talk about it anymore because they know that there's nothing new to add to it. They're just like, you know what this is? It's Just Dance. We're going to start the show. It's a good way to start the show with just like, like I said, building energy and just really 
um, getting the, 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 the excitement uh, pumping through everyone in the uh, auditorium there. Um, which is great because the next thing we got to see was a whole bunch of uh, some new stuff from uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2. Uh, we got a new trailer. Um, we saw Paige return uh, as a cook. Uh, making his famous space chili that apparently makes everyone horribly sick and on the verge of on the brink of death. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, uh, the trailer was really great. It ended with uh, what seems to be uh, Evil Jade from Beyond Good and Evil One. Um, so is, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's interesting because this is a a prequel. I mm-hmm. yeah. I honestly am, am beginning to wonder. I'm beginning to wish I didn't say it was a prequel. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I'm still really excited. It, like, the trailer was really good for CG. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ubisoft are making some really good uh, CG trailers for that game. Um, it's very impressive to, to look at, and they're always fun to watch. I'm always entertaining, have a bit of a chuckle at them, and, and also, yeah, leaving with that little tease of uh, well, of Jade looking pretty pretty nefarious. With a what a sting that red was! Sword. Mm, yeah, really good. I was like, "Evil Jade." All right, cool. Let's go. Um, it was then followed with um some uh some more gameplay stuff as well. They showed some little bits and pieces some of gameplay. Really brief gameplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Showing how the fact that like you're going from like space to, you know, uh, I, subspace. I don't know what's the. <laughs> I can't think of the the exact terminology, but like flying over overhead to being on the ground and fighting uh, and having like ground combat that way, um, it was really cool. And uh, they said it's going to be co-op as well. Um, still, not a lot more about this game. This game is a way off. It is a next gen <laughs> game. Oh, for sure. But like, it's cool to see that they're you know just giving these little bits of information and enough to satisfy people and go, yep, that's cool. That's 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 really neat. Um, we also had uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt came out uh, with his company Hit Record, um, which are a, like a creative coll- collective, I guess you'd call them. Um, it's like a, a social media platform for like cr- contributing uh, like artistic contributions to certain projects and things. It's a really cool thing that he's been doing for quite a while now. They had like a TV show and stuff as well, I think. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's his like it's his little baby that he runs. With a with a team of people, uh, and they're talking about the fact that uh, they're doing a collaboration with Beyond Good and Evil Two. That you can, um, if you've got artwork, if you've got music and stuff like that, you can chuck it up there, and they'll they're going to go through and curate it and find some of the good like the stuff that they think is going to be a really good fit for the game, and your stuff could end up in the final product, which is kind of cool. If you get picked, if you get picked, of course, but like you know. It's um, it's it's still a cool idea to have. I mean, having like a project, uh, like a, a clear idea, and I guess a design brief, almost of sorts, for um, knowing what you're trying to create is also a, a good handy thing. And especially if you're a fan of Beyond Good and Evil, um, and you and you're creatively minded, it might be a, a really neat thing to do. Um, so you can check all that out uh, at Hit Record. If you do a bit of a Google search for that, I'm sure it's on there. And um, you can also check out some of the articles floating around about the controversy about taking this path. There's some interesting. Yeah. There's an interesting one up on Kotaku at the moment that sort of goes into it a bit. Mm, yeah, I mean it's a bit a bit sketchy. I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt did uh, take to Twitter and say that he people will get 
paid for their contributions. If you get um, picked. If you get picked. But, I mean, that's fine. I, I, honestly, I honestly don't really see a big issue with it. But, anyway, that's, that's, that's just me. I, I'm not in that side of, like, creative design stuff. So um, Scott Benson, um, the co-creator of Night in the Woods, was on Twitter... Not real, not mm. not super keen on it. He isn't, from what I can tell. Okay, yes, right. fair enough. He doesn't. He doesn't really like. Just he doesn't like the pitch of it. His tweets. No, I just yeah. His tweets were just was basically like uh, lots of times it's pitched as be a part of something special or have you ever, have you ever wanted to see your art on the side of a submarine, or if it's a sh- if it's a shitty agency, it's just fuck you. Prove to us you're worth it, and maybe we'll contact we'll contact you. Yeah, I guess, but like, I didn't feel like they were being super, I thought they were very transparent with the whole thing. I thought it was like, yeah, you put it up there. Like, to me, it made sense. It was like, you put it up there and if we think it's, they think it's going to be a good fit for the game, then they'll, they'll, they'll contact you about it. Like that didn't really, I didn't really see a, a problem with it. But again, I, I don't have any experience with that side of things. So, yeah. Um, I guess if it's, the, the Kotaku article, I'm just having a flick through it on the slide here. It's very, very long and very interesting. So I'm actually probably going to give that a full read through when we're finished here. But um, it's it's yeah, an ma- interesting idea. Yeah, maybe I'll have a read of it too, actually, and see if that uh, if I can get a better understanding of where people are coming from. But yeah, um, the next thing that got announced, I was very excited for because it kind of came out of nowhere, and I love this series. I really enjoy it. Um. We're getting a new Trials game in in uh, 2019, February 2019, I believe. Oh. Yeah, 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 I know. But, again, the good thing about Trials is it's not like a game I'm going to sit down and ha- it's not. there's no story or anything. There are, like, those crazy, like, weird, like, metagame ARG stuff that they, do, they put in their games, like mysteries and things that you can solve. Um, but that's, like, that's, like, next-level stuff that I don't get. I, I read about it when it's all done, and I'm like, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> um, the one for yeah yeah the one for Trials Evolution was really cool um, and it, it got solved like five years later or something it was something crazy about it there's a whole I think there's a big article about it somewhere that I read a couple of years ago um, it's a really interesting read but um, yeah the guys at Red Links are really into like you know putting all this sort of little easter eggs and, and neat little things into um, into their Trials games um, this one looks really cool as well uh, it's called Trials Rising um, they've been working with our, a I can't remember what they call it, like the Trials Collective or something. They had like a a name for it. There's like 25 people from the like the Trials community, whether it be like um, content creators who have made like tracks and and things like that, or streamers or um, people like that that have have uh, are very big in the Trials uh, community. Uh, one of which is Jack Patillo from uh, Achievement Hunter because um, he um, he loves Trials. It's like his jam. Um, and yeah, I'd noticed him at one point in the little, they were showing all these people like sitting around discussing and they all sort of contributed to making this game, um, which is really cool. Uh, I love Trials. It's great. If you don't know what Trials is, it's like a motocross game um, that's like about like Trials motorbike racing, which is like trying to get up the side of like impossible hills. If you look at like actual real life trial stuff, it's insane. Like these people are riding these fucking motorbikes up like sheer cliff faces and um and like hopping from one rock to the other on these like really lightweight bikes um and yeah this is what that game's all about it's sort of like i guess it's almost like a puzzle element to it of being uh, trying to figure out the the quickest route through and how to to sort of maneuver your bike to get through as quickly as you can um 
but yeah, it's 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 very very silly. It's very very ridiculous, and it's a, a lot of fun. And I'm excited. Um, coming out on uh, PS4, Xbox One, and for the first time, and PC, and for the first time ever, coming to a Nintendo console on the Switch. Which that was the that was the clincher for me. I'm like, well, I mean, having a trials game, like an actual trials game. Um, there's like Urban Trial Freestyle or something like, or Urban Trial Playground. It's out at the moment, and I almost bought it the other day because I'm like, I had a hankering to play a trials game, and I'm like, having it. Handheld would be just beautiful, um, but I'm just going to wait now till February. I'll pick this up and just have it on my Switch that when I've got time to kill here and there. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I remember putting some time into Trials Fusion. It's I probably won't get this game personally, but uh, putting it on Switch is a genius move. Yep, yeah. I didn't play much of Fusion. I played all of uh, Trials of the Blood Dragon. I really liked that. I know, I know a lot of people didn't, but I thought it was fun. I had a, I had a really good fun time with it. Um, and Trials Evolution, I played a lot on PC for some reason. I was, I just, I would sit up for hours, all hours of the morning playing that. Um, but yeah, Fusion never really did it for me. I don't know why. Um, I think it was because I had to play it on the PS4. I didn't, because like with my laptop, I can play it while I'm watching something else. And, um, so yeah, having that on the Switch now, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I want. Very, very excited for that. So I look forward to that one next year. Uh, we followed on then uh, with a, a whole bunch of stuff about the Division Two. Um, we got uh, was there a gameplay trailer in this? It kicked off with no, it kicked off with an actual cinematic trailer, didn't it? Didn't yeah, it? yeah, like one of the one, again. I think it was a, it was a CG one, wasn't it? Another one of those ones where it's yes. like, yep. showing the horrible things that happen. Mm, it was a it was a very good trailer. Um, Again, I, I heard Andy Cortez on their recap talking about it, and he said it reminded him of the the Division One's one with the um like panning through the environments, and like there were no human characters, but like you would see stuff change, and there was like voiceover that would sort of tell the story that was going on throughout those scenes, and um it was a really cool, really really interesting trailer. This one was a little bit more like standard, but it was still a really like you said showed off the horrific stuff that went down when the um. I can't remember what it's called the the dollar flu or something, isn't it? I don't know, man. I my experience with the, the dollar virus was I played the first one and didn't like it, and I, I, I can't remember the name of the virus at all. But it was bad and killed lots of people. <laughs> I I actually really liked the. I, I don't. I mean, it's awful, but like it was pretty clever the way like the setup for it, the fact that how the the virus was distributed, like it was it was it was planted onto like bills of money and like put into circulation during black friday when obviously there's a lot of money being handed over and like handled by lots of different people and i'm like that's scarily genius of a way to to distribute a virus (laughs) um like really clever because like you see people on black friday in america they go fucking crazy for it and they're buying all this stuff. So having like, you know, getting change and then handing it over at other places and and just circulating that way, that's like very efficient and quite terrifying, a, a terrifying thought. It's um, something that could actually happen. It seemed very realistic. Um, this time we're going to, into the Division 2, they're going to Washington, D.C. Um, yeah, we had a whole bunch of stuff. There's going to get uh, the game's going to have eight player raids and uh, post launch DLC um, episodes. I think they called. They've got three planned for its year one. Uh, that's all going to be free uh, if you buy the game. Brilliant. 
Yeah, uh, I, the biggest thing for me was hearing that they're officially going to have raids. Yeah. That's a really cool... Uh, and, I mean, it, that, that's what it occurred to me. Did Division 1 never get raids, at, like, at all? No, nah, it oh, didn't. Wow. They, they, they were doubling down a lot on the, the, the okay. Dark Zone stuff. Which is honestly fair. Like, the Dark Zone is probably the most interesting part of the Division, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. Uh, um. Look... I'm interested. I, I'm interested, but I I just don't know anyone else that's gonna want to because it's a game I want to play with people. And I just don't know anyone else that's gonna want to squad up. So I, I'm like, I it's, mean, it's lost on me. My housemate slash our occasional co-host Brendan <laughs> enjoyed Division One, so he he might. But again, like it's yeah. coming out in March, isn't it? I personally, yeah, I want to see what 19th. comes out around that time still, and and then I'll make my yeah. decision. Me too. Like, I'm sure if 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 one of the person that I know that I want to play play with, well, if I know they're getting it, I might be convinced. Because I'm, I I when I when I eventually played the Division One, it was well and truly after the game had been out and like had been fixed as well. Um, and I liked it. I liked what I was doing and what I was seeing. But I just I was playing by myself, and I'm like, this isn't. I'm not feeling this. Um, the other I'm not feeling this solo. The other thing that will affect my decision is how well Anthem does. Very true, yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually a really good point. But Division 2, oh, well. like, it looks it looks fine. I kind of mm. don't... They haven't really shown anything so far that's made me go, oh, wow, like, that's a good reason for me to get into the Division now. Like, it all seems pretty much, like... It's going it's going through the paces of being a Division game. And that, that sounds weird when this is only the second one, but I don't know, I didn't see anything that really blew me away... Gameplay wise, yeah. it was sort of stuff I'd seen before. It was cool to see that, like it, it, it this guy one picks up six months after the initial um, outbreak, and so it's obviously not winter anymore. It's moving into like a spring summer kind of environment, and so there's lots of like greens and like lots of foliage and and trees and and things like that. So it looked like a a completely different world, but obviously it's still set in America and just in a different part of America at a different time period. Um, so that was kind of cool to see. But yeah, you're right. I think it's just it's more it's more division, and there are a lot of people out there who are very excited for that, which is great. So I'm sure they're very excited to to get their hands on the division two when it launches on March 19th. Yeah, look, if you were um, after shared world like a, a shared world games as service experience, like there are there are options, which is cool. Mm. And like varied options as well. Like they're they're not all they all have like shared elements, but um, you know they all bring that what their own little sort of uh, different thing to the table, which is cool. Um, but yeah, next up we got a uh, we got a musical performance, another one from uh, Grant Kirkhope, uh, the legendary video game composer, uh, and a, a like a a video game cover band called Critical Hit. Um, and they came out and they played a bit of a medley of uh, Donkey Kong songs to celebrate the fact that uh, Mario and Rabbids Donkey Kong DLC uh, is coming out. And it's coming out really soon. It's coming out in like two weeks' time. So Yeah, um, and it looks real good. It looks really good. I, it made me... I, 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 the other day I was like, I had nothing to play. Oh, well, not nothing to play, but I didn't know what I wanted to play. And I'm like, maybe we should get back to Mario and Rabbids and finish that so I can get the DLC. Because, yeah, it looks... Every time I see it, I'm like... It looks great, like and like like rabid cranky Kong looks awesome, and Donkey himself is like he plays really interestingly, like being able to throw characters across the map is really he, cool. He's got his sweet bongo drums. 
Yeah, yeah. It's really... I think it's going to be cool, but... Um, I'm kind yeah, of bummed out that, that Rabid Peach is in it again. Yeah, that's no, fair. And, You're going to have some carryover characters. Yeah, and that's it's not because I don't like her, because believe me, she was one of the, she was one of the highlights of that game. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I don't know. I almost wish it was a like a different like a different DK character in rabid form. There are options. There might be. I mean, there might be a reason narratively because obviously this is a different world. Obviously, a different world. So maybe like there's a reason why she was the one who ended up there. Maybe that's a good point in the story. Like that may that might be the the reason why. And I think from a from a like a business perspective, you got you want to have someone that the player base already knows. Uh, I mean, obviously Donkey Kong's very well known, but in terms of that game itself, you want to have one character that people have, like, grown to like from the first one. So, I guess that brand recognition. I don't know. She's there. She awesome. sure is. Um, taking selfies with uh, <laughs> with Cranky Kong, who's... I-, I love that part of the trailer where, like... Uh, <laughs> Rabid Peach has a uh, a selfie stick and she's taking photos and in between taking photos, Cranky Kong's like like being grumpy and yelling, grum- uh, grumpy and yelling at her and stuff like that. And every time she goes to press the button, he smiles at the camera. I just I, I don't know why it makes me it makes me smile. It's really it's really dumb, but um, but yeah, the the performance was really great. Um, we got some gameplay of the of the new DLC and it's coming out June twenty sixth. So if you've got the season pass for that, um, that you'll get that for free. I don't know what the pricing is separately for each of their DLC packs or anything like that. I honestly haven't looked into it, so I'm not too sure either. But uh, it's, I mean, it seems it seems pretty like feature heavy. So this might be a pretty maybe like a twenty five thirty dollar one. That sounds about right, honestly. I, I I swear I was seeing something today about the the estimated length of it. Mm. Yeah. Um. Is there any, what, what what were they saying about it? But like, uh, just saying that like, if you are going into it, like, it's about roughly ten hours long, which is pretty good. That's awesome. That's really cool. Mm, yeah, that's that. Uh, to, if, assuming it's if it's priced around the twenty thirty dollar mark, like that's I would say that's good bang for your buck with a game that is that fun. Yeah, and it does look like it's doing a lot uh, a lot of new interesting things as well, which is cool. Heck yeah, there's like some tropical freeze going on in this in this trailer. Yeah. So yeah, like bring yeah. it on. Yeah, and hearing that music performed by that band was really cool. I was like, this is great. I'm really getting into this. Um, it was a good performance. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and there's that part where Grant Kirkhope like turned around and was like trying to pop the crowd up. I'm like, yeah, you you get them. Um, cool. Next, we moved on to Skull and Bones. Um. This game looks a lot different to the last time we saw it. And yet, it still, still doesn't good. look interesting. No, it really doesn't. I, 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 was, I was trying to go into it with like a clear mind. And then when I saw like the getting off the boat stuff and like walking around like the hub, I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Um, but, and like even the combat stuff, I'm like, that's kind of, that's cool. Um, I, I like what they're doing here. But yeah, I'm just not. Uh, not enough for me to get on board with it. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, they're still being really cagey about. There's no, there's no campaign, is there? It's still all just multiplayer, right? I don't, I don't know if they've confirmed or denied that yet. But yeah, um, yeah it doesn't like they did. They definitely didn't say anything about it. Um, like it's, you, I will, 
what I will say is, hey, the game looks really good. Like, yeah. visually, it, it was quite stunning, but as far as, like, the gameplay and the substance goes, like, it's just... when in In this world, in this day and age, where say what you will about it, but if I wanted to play a pirate game, I have the option to just go and fire up Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. I would pick Sea of Thieves just because of the little, yeah. the, the smallest thing. It's that I get to be on a pirate ship with three of my mates and we all get yep. to do pirate ship things. And like, I get that maybe with using this engine that Ubisoft has, that would be too difficult for Skull and Bones, but I just, it, I'm out on like being captain of my ship and having all these AI guys on my ship and my friend being on their own ship. I'm like, no, I wanted you on, I wanted to be on a ship with you. Okay. Right. It's it's cool, like, you know, like, sailing into battle with, like, your your friend sailing next to you and being like, yeah, let's go, full steam ahead. But, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Um, and also, I think, this, again, say what you will about Sea of Thieves, but it just had more charm to it. Like, it was just such a fun, like, it was so, it's so it was beautiful, like, like fun to look at. Uh, and oh, more yeah, appealing for sure. to look at. So, I, Charming. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything else to say about Sea of Thieves. I'm sure oh, if you're excited for it, you're probably... You mean, I mean, you mean Skull and Bones, but oh, also Sea of Thieves. Skull and Bones, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, with, um, yeah with Skull and Bones. Like, I liked the, the 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 tagline and the font that was written in of um, Long Live Piracy. That was kind of cool. Um, there's also that part where like the developer came out and dropped an F-bomb just to try and get the crowd on board. Like, you could tell that's what he was doing, and it was like, okay, all right. I think He's like, you're gonna you're gonna steal every last fucking coin, and you're like, everyone's like, yeah, he swore on stage. And it's like, okay, yeah. I I think another part of like the other reason I'm sort of really apprehensive on this game, and it's it might be an unfair thing to hold against it because hey, Ubisoft haven't said anything about this one way or another, but I just have that fear of microtransactions. I'm just scared. Yeah. about what they'll do with that in this game. It's, and it's not even fair because I don't think they've said anything officially. It may not even have it or it might be cosmetic only, but I don't know, man. It just, I get I get nervous when I think about what this game could have for microtransactions. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I, it's still no release date or anything or any window. It's it's still being made. I think it was so, uh, good. closest window was like early next year. But okay, like, that right. could slip. It got it definitely got pushed back to next year. Yeah. Like a couple of it's... weeks ago I think it happened. Um next up though, we got the second celebrity appearance at the Ubisoft conference. Uh in Elijah Wood returning um uh with his uh production company Spectavision. Um yeah, and we got another look at Transference, which we got a very very creepy look at last year. Um and yeah, last year it was it was sort of touted as a VR title. Uh, this year it is going to be on uh, all the all the the, uh, the the VR haunts like uh, Oculus Rift and Vive and PSVR, but it's also coming to Xbox One and PS4 uh, in general, so you can play it without VR. Um, and this trailer and like part of the conference, it looked unsettling as fuck. Um, it's. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's looking as creepy as ever. Um, I that ju- weird pixelated like shadow monster thing. Oh, I, I kind of want to know more about how it plays. It yeah, maybe it 
part of the reason why maybe I was mostly unshaken by it was I did see Hereditary on the weekend, which has okay. forever changed what will scare me. And I don't know if this is really going to do it, but I'm very interested in the game, obviously, because of what it is. And hearing mm. it's now going to be available on like my regular PlayStation 4, my, on my TV screen, I won't need to have a VR headset to experience it. It definitely has made its way onto my radar. But I do I do wonder if that was just because maybe they looked at it and were like, okay, look, the VR experience side is cool, but we also need to you know, sell some copies. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's... And it, it, yeah. It obviously seems like it doesn't need to be in VR. Like, it it, it, it would be enhanced and it would be a very more... Uh, a much more engaging and engrossing experience by playing it in VR, but I think you'd still be able to get the general effect and the general story from it outside. It's not doing anything that's not possible outside the realms of VR. Yeah, mm. but yeah, it looks it looks terrifying, and the, but the the concept of it of like going into someone's like mind and like reliving maybe some bad shit that's gone down is fucking horrifying. And yeah, I oh, it's like it's like a horror animus. That's what I'm I'm feeling. That already exists. That's Evil Within too. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. That's, right. that's the horror Matrix there. game where you're like, yep. I guess I'll just go and experience my nightmares inside the Matrix. And then you're like, why? Why would you do this to yourself? What is wrong with you? Well, this isn't even your own. It's someone else's. That's even more terrifying because you have no idea. What, that makes it even more scary because you don't know. I don't know. It, yeah. It's an interesting concept. And I'm looking oh, forward yeah. to seeing Look, more. I said more last year it. when I saw this game I, 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 that I wanted to see more. And they sort of delivered because they showed us more, and but I don't know if they've. I mean, hey, I, I if I go digging across YouTube, I'm sure one of the many outlets has something on it. I'm sure it's out there, but oh, yeah. um, I just kind of wanted to see a bit more. It's it's definitely on my radar now. I know I don't need PSVR for it though. Like that's such a big win for me, but I'll keep an eye out on it. And like, yeah, good on Elijah Wood. He's being very very lovely about it he just seems like such a nice guy a uh, little frodo baggins <laughs> um next up is one of the biggest surprises of probably e3 this year um one of the most like you know side swipes that we um that we received um we got a new trailer for starlink battle for atlas which if you'll remember from last year was their uh toys to life um like modular ship like spaceship game um, where you can like connect different parts and it would change weapons and and it looked kind of cool. It's got an interesting idea and they showed a bit more of that uh, at this E3. They showed a trailer and it was like, all right, cool. This is the, the gameplay looks kind of fun, like you know, flying around space and then like flying through planets and like searching for things and like engaging in combat. And I'm like, yeah, all right, this looks cool. Don't know if I'll get into it though. Uh, then the developer came out on stage and was like, we got we're really excited about it you know we can't wait to share it with you um but we're going to show you some gameplay now um and you know when they're out there in in the in the, the cosmos they're going to need all the help that they can get nothing anything to, to giving away anything there it's like all right cool you know you know probably teaming up with friends or whatever i don't know so they started flying around and then one of them's trying to get a, a receive a, a distress signal from someone and it's um you know, being all cut up, and then we saw saw a shot of like a 
like a scarf around, like a red scarf around a vaguely furry neck. And then eventually we get a couple more shots and the man himself, Star Fox, appeared. Um, so we're getting his his name is not Star Fox. Oh, sorry. Sorry, it was Fox McCloud. Sorry, yes. it's late. Um, my Come on, my man. Friday at the moment. Come on. It is a Star Fox crossover with, uh, with at this stage, Fox McCloud. We don't know if anyone else is going to be making any appearances. Um, but it's a Nintendo Switch exclusive. So, uh, and you can actually buy... Oh, my God. You can actually buy an R-Wing and a Fox McCloud figure for the game. And... Uh, uh, the other man himself, Shigeru Miyamoto, appeared, uh, and they gave him a prototype of it, and god damn, it looks good. It does. It looks very good. But um, this was this was out of nowhere. Like, um, I mean, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd say out of nowhere. I think a lot of people went into this expecting something from the Nintendo Ubisoft thing, because it's just... Yeah, true. It's become a strong tie. Like these two companies are quite close. Seeing, seeing, seeing Yves Guimont and uh, Miyamoto like on stage, like arm in arm, hugging each other and like waving at the crowd. I'm like, I just in my head, they're just like really good friends, and they go for like coffees and just hang out with each other, and it just makes me happy. It just fills my heart. <laughs> these these I'm just two glad. old men hanging out talking about video games. I'm just glad there's a chance we might get a good Star Fox game. Exactly. Yeah, this well, this might be the best Star Fox game we've gotten, we've received in a long time. Um, but yeah, I just I I think you're right though. I think people did expect like a Nintendo crossover, and I mean we saw like you know the DLC for Mario and Rabbids, and I was like, all right, cool. Um, but I just I by that point of the conference, I'd sort of forgotten about that. I was like, oh, what's next? And then Starlink popped up, and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of interested. I'll just I'll check it out. But um, yeah, blindsided me completely. I was like, whoa, okay. I mean- when cool. you think about it, it also just makes sense. And that's the thing. Afterwards, though, when you actually sort of like once the the dust was had settled, I was like, oh, "It makes so much sense." It does, and like, it just brilliant. does. Brilliant. That is that is a way to make a lot of people buy your game. Um, I considered it like it, it was enough to make me go, "Oh, maybe, maybe." Karen, I'm Karen. I'm still considering it. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> I'm like, Come, I'm going to wait maybe for reviews and see like, or like more impressions of like the actual game itself and how it plays. Coming but out, coming I, out in October is basically made me go no, but like if it was yeah. maybe earlier or later, I'd consider it very strongly. If only for that sweet R-Wing. Yeah, that's, yeah, for sure. Um, but like, I, I don't know. I just, I, the, the gameplay looked interesting from the little bits that they showed. I'm like, I could get behind that. Um... It's coming out, yeah, like you said, in October, on October 16th. Uh, it's also coming to Xbox One and PS4. Obviously, the Star Fox crossover is not going to happen on those two. You have to get you the pleb ships on those platforms. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, you have to get the Switch version for the, the sweet R-Wing. Uh, next up, we've got a whole new bunch of information about For Honor uh, and its next big expansion. Uh, at the moment, So they're, they're getting a new game mode called Breach, and it's like a 4v4 um, sort of like castle siege i think it's what they kind of like set it up as yeah it looked real cool it did actually look really good i'm like god i want to i i I want to be more excited for for honor but i just i just just suck at it that's my problem i guess yeah i i I need more like pve stuff for me to like get in actually like 
I don't know. Maybe the single player campaign's enough to get through it and and, and I mean, get a handle for stuff. I was gonna say you say that, but like, yeah, it, it does have a full single player campaign, and this DLC, uh, Marching Fire, will include current. Like, it's currently unrevealed, but there will be new single player content. Presumably a story mm. for the new faction, but like, yeah, it definitely has a lot of PVE in it. But yeah, and they've they've been pretty dedicated to like like updating and and fixing that game. Well, not fixing, but like you know, well, there uh, was, some, there was definitely know. some fixing, more more tweaking, but yeah. there was some fixing. Yeah, tweaking, yeah, definitely to the game and 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 listening to the fans and the ones who are consistently playing. Um, but yeah, the new big expansion is called Marching Fire. Uh, it's going to have a, a new faction, uh, which seemed to be like, I don't know, like like a Chinese army, I guess. They, se- they seem like the Chinese army, yeah. Mm, like a lot more mar- like like Chinese martial arts based with lots of staves and um, and things like that. It looked cool. It looked really cool. Then the CG trailer they did for it as well with like everything going into like slow motion and that one warrior walking through the battlefield and like, looking at what was going on and eventually the... Um, the new army came out of like a cloud of like sand that was like in the shape of like a giant tiger. It was crazy. Um, again, Ubisoft bringing the great CG trailers. That's pretty uh, good. They also, I- yeah. <laughs> uh, they also uh, announced that the starter edition of the uh, of For Honor is going to be free on PC for this week, and I think it's free to the point where if you download it in that week. You, you own it. It's not like a free trial or anything. I think it's like a, if you download this now, it's yours, uh, which is really cool. Um, and it's a good thing to do right before you get a major um, like expansion because then if you get people in the door and they like it that maybe not might not have had, had a look at it beforehand, they, um, they're going to be more willing to drop the money on that expansion. So I mean, it's sort of a win-win. It's sort of been a strategy for C3 when you think about it. You've got Ubisoft doing this. Uh, Not quite the same, but you did have the FIFA one for EA where they made FIFA 18 Mm. free for a set window of time. Like, obviously, when the time was up, you don't get to keep it. But even just making it free ahead of FIFA 19 in a few months' time is clever. And there was crap... Again, not entirely the same, but Sony and Activision did add Black Ops 3 to the plus lineup for the next month yep. ahead of Black Ops 4 coming out. It's just a, an interesting thing um, to do. Yeah, also uh, Fallout 4 on Games Pass and yes. um, Quake Champions as well is also, free. Yes. And again, so, yeah, like, and that's, it's, that's been a bit it's the same as, yeah, it's the same as For Honor as well with Quake Champions. If you download it that week, it's it's yours. You get that version of the game. Um, or you're, you're, you buy it into the early access um, for free, which is cool. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm sure a lot of people out there still playing For Honor. Obviously, it seems like there's a pretty uh, thriving community for it, which is great. It's really good to hear. I just want to be better at it. Yeah. I don't don't want to to suck at it. When Um, we played the betas, it was fun, but also it made it very clear that, I mean, I wasn't going to have time to get super great at the PvP to the point where it was fun, but I I had to make a tough call. We were so excited for it as well. We played like when we played we it at were. PAX, it blew us away. Yeah. And yep. we the like, betas, yeah. the betas were satisfying, but it just became very obvious very quickly that I wasn't going to have the dedication to keep enjoying that game. And there were some balancing issues as well because there was like one particular class that was like 
well, that's the one you pick that you win, basically. Um, and I think they've been balancing out a lot of stuff. So I don't know. It might be worth revisiting down the track at some point. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, and then finally we close the show out. There were a couple of other little announcements in there as well. Rainbow Six Siege um, got a... a a trailer for a documentary about some of their community members, which is a really cool idea. Um, and it's called uh, Another Mindset. Um, so, yeah, if you're a big uh, Rainbow Six Siege fan, um, which, again, there's a lot of them because apparently there's 35 million people playing. Um, so, yeah, real big community there. Again, I wish I could get into it, but it just seems like the barrier of entry is so high now um, that I, I can't. I can't do it. I just don't want to get in there and get... I want to play it because I want to play, like, Terrorist Hunt with, like, you and maybe Brendan um, and, like, go through and do, like, the PvE stuff. But, yeah, apart from that... I mean, I have a copy of a game that I haven't oh. used, but... Maybe, it's really cheap, too. Maybe maybe next time I see it really cheap, I might just pick it up so we can play some Terrorist Hunt at least. JK, we don't have time. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Um... And yeah, the crew two got a new the crew two got a new trailer as well as a beta that's going to come out uh, like an open beta a few days before the game comes out. Um, I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, it does come out the day before Mario Tennis Aces, so that's going to be not a great week. And I did just buy um, uh, another indie game that we'll talk about in another press conference that got shadow dropped, and um, that's amazing. And I also bought Kingdom Hearts one and two. So I'm sort of booked up, I think, at the moment. See, I've got, I've got to keep my schedule sort of free because, as you said, Mario Tennis is coming up. I've got Octopath next month, and then we get we draw ever closer to September, October. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. 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 I, I really want to play The Crew, too, because all the reports from people who've played it are like, it's really good. There was an article on, I think, VG247 a few weeks ago saying that they bet the, the the tagline for their article was like Forza the Forza Horizon team have some competition now and I'm like that's that's a good statement if someone's saying something like that that is a very that's high praise so thank you for bringing up just... Forza as well because it's actually sort of that's another reason why I'm like look the crew sounds fun and all that but in October I think it is when Forza comes out yep. I'll just play that on Games Pass I know, but you can't like you can't just like ju- go off a jump in a car and turn into a plane. No, I can't. I'm, like, I'm but... in. I'm in on that. That sounds great. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out if I can find a cheap copy of it. Maybe I'll maybe I'll swing that next week. I don't know. Panic at the disco tickets go on sale next week as well. So oh, it's going to be a poor week. Got you have to make some. To you have to make some choices, Joel. Or I just don't eat for the week. Well, I know which one isn't the right choice to make. I'll let you decide which one that is. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I could I could stand to lose a couple of kilos, so that's fine. <laughs> we'll go without. We'll go without things. Uh, but yes, uh, Ubisoft closed out their show with uh, the very, very, very much leaked uh, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Assassin's Creed Odyssey that, was a game that was leaked by a keyring, and then Ubisoft were like, "Okay, fine, it'll be at E three. See you then." And then it was leaked with screenshots and a plot synopsis, and it's just like, oh, why? And even after all that, Kyron, I'm fucking excited for this game. I'm in. I'm in on this game. I'm so in. I haven't been. I haven't been in like 
prior to the launch of an Assassin's Creed game, I don't think ever. I've really been like, I, I look at them and I go, oh, that, that's really cool. Oh, that's a really neat. Oh, that's awesome. And I hear people play them and I'm like, oh, that's okay. That sounds really good. Maybe I'll give it a go. And then either I never do or I do. And I'm like, that was fine. Uh, this looks great. This looks fucking phenomenal. Um, I, I, need, I need to go back and watch the gameplay trailer again as well. Like the actual the playthrough. Um, it's yeah, it's set in Greece. Um, you're like the the descendants of King Leonidas himself, um, and you get given the the broken spear of Leonidas is like the the MacGuffin that sort of gives you your your um your assassin powers, I guess. I don't know. We- I don't know how Assassin's Creed works. Will the introductory sequence be the Spartan fight? Oh, that's the tutorial. Mm. Fuck! Holy shit, that'd be cool. Because there's that part in the trailer as well where they're on the beach with the shields. That's, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, is, it, is that what it's gonna be? And then everyone Fuck. will die. Fuck! Oh man! Holy shit! If that's the case, fucking, I'm in. That's happening at some point in the game, though. Surely, either like a flashback or something, maybe like a playable flashback. Oh, fucking yeah! Look. This looks uh, really impressive. You're, uh, you can play as a male or a female character as well. Um, you pick at the start and you play the whole campaign as that character. They were very they they clearly mentioned that obviously after um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate, where you have to switch between the two of them. Even Origins, um, like it had a male and female character, but it was oh, because that's what you could play as bikes. It flipped back and forth for certain yeah. missions. Yeah, so this is like a you pick and then you go through as that character. Um, it's got a lot of the stuff from uh, Origins with like loot and 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 things yep. like that, and the combat as well. Yeah, um, which looks which was one of some of the best parts of that game apparently, according to other people's reports. Um, there's also uh, dialogue options, great name for a podcast. But there's also uh, you've got choice over uh, conversations as well, which is really cool. Um, and it seems like it had different outcomes as well. Did they? They said that you. you like it would shape the way you play through the game as well. I think. Yeah, they've been making some pretty lofty promises about player choice and how how it will affect the game world, right down to like engaging in relationships, whether that be like you know straight, gay, whatever, asexual. Yes. I think was even a thing you can pick. So yes. like, yeah. like they're giving players a lot of freedom, and it's been pretty funny watching people kind of be like, um, that's not historically accurate. Once again, it's just like you know nothing about ancient Greece, do you? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> I love the historical argument. It's I know it's because it's it, it popped up. It's still popping up with fucking Battlefield Five. Dice basically was like well. deal with it or don't buy yeah, our I, game. I loved I it. I fucking love their yeah, dice. Was just like fucking get over it, get the fuck over it, or don't buy a game. We don't want yeah. your money. Basically, it's like whoa, bags. putting your foot down. Yes, yeah, I will buy absolutely. your game, dice. <laughs> that, me too. I'm like you've got my money. Absolutely, hundred percent. Um. But yeah, this uh, this looks really, really good. Um, I haven't actually looked at if anyone any of the uh, news outlets that we sort of follow. I don't think any of them have played it yet at the show, so I don't know if anyone's got any impressions. I think that was a lot, maybe from today's like the well, yesterday's coverage, maybe. But um, I'll have a look I mean, for that. The main outlet I follow didn't or hadn't offered impressions of it at this point. There was still like yeah. an hour or stuff to go, but like again, tomorrow will probably be the big final day. Yeah, there's no around. E3 the next day to go to. 
Yeah, exactly. They could just burn themselves out on that. Um, um, yeah, the guys are kind of funny. I don't think had had been through to see it either. Um, I mean, when yeah, it comes that's... when it comes down to it, like if you are queuing up like games you want to see at E3, it's nothing against Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm sure it's really cool, but also a lot of the game, at least from the footage shown. It's like, well, I, I kind of know how this is going to go. Especially if you played Origins, you're probably going to have a good idea of how it's going to go. It still looks incredible, and the setting is really good. And a lot of the stuff they're saying with, like, player like dialogue options and the combat looks great and the world, the setting and all that sounds great. But it's also probably not going to be super surprising when you play it. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I'm still really excited uh- for it, though. Uh, the thing I'm like, I think it might be more exciting for me as someone who didn't play Origins. So going into it completely fresh from what I know what Assassin's Creed played like when I last played it, which was like Black Flag, I think <laughs> it was the last one I played. Um, yeah, so I think that's what I'm excited for to go into it and be like, oh, okay, this is what they've done with it now. I like what they've done with the place. Are you ready for, um, for the, uh, the uh, Witcher version of Assassin's Creed, Joel? Yeah, but that's fine by me. I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll see how... I'll give it a go. I keep <laughs> thinking about going and playing fucking Witcher. So I feel like now I'm... I feel like such a fucking scumbag for being like, Cyberpunk's 27-7's gonna be so good. But I mean, again, spoiler alert for when we eventually talk about that, but from all reports, it seems like it's gonna be same, same, but very different with that. But um, but yeah, uh, that was the end. No Sam Fisher. No Sam Fisher. He Nowhere to be seen. reveal himself. Nowhere to be seen. Maybe he was there. Maybe he was hiding. He was there all Maybe it was like an Easter egg. Yeah. You just like, if you look in the, like, the top left of the screen, you can see like fucking three green dots looking down. <laughs> uh, I think Imagine Eve if G- they did that. Fuck. <laughs> I think Eve Gilmont said that they, uh, he's a fan of the franchise. Uh, they said nothing to announce for it yet. I, I think it'll happen at Gamescom. Like it just okay because like E three is for, I mean for some companies E three is like the stage where you make all your announcements but for others like there are a lot of game events in the next couple of months where you can make announcements. Gamescom is coming seen... up in like August. There's Tokyo Game Show in September. Yeah. Game Awards in December. Like there's plenty of opportunities. And even like PSX as well. They they might choose to like mm-hmm. partner up there. And... I mean maybe if PSX is an announcement thing or is it just going to be like another chill. Q and A session. Oh, I fucking hope not. But um, but yeah, uh, yeah, you're one hundred percent right. And we've already seen it with this E three with a lot of companies doing lots of announcements before the show and after the shows, just so that their games don't get um lost in the noise. Which except for the problem there was everyone announced before the show and therefore everyone got lost in each other's noise. Yeah, I think yeah, it was it was an interesting concept and an interesting strategy, but I don't think it paid off. As well as they might have hoped, but um, because <laughs> then a lot of people again took to Twitter just going, "Dude, E three sucks this year. There's no surprises." It's like, well, I... here's if yeah. I, I mean, surprises are fun. I love surprises, but it's also sort of nice to see a game that's coming out in the next six months. Like that's just that's good. True. Even like in the next. You know, even ones that aren't coming out in the next six months. Between, it's good to just be, be able to see them in action or see something from them. Between now and e, ne, like next E3, like a lot of the games that we're seeing this year will, will probably be out. And that's cool. 
That's exciting. Yeah. Like we got we have a couple of things where it's like, hey, here's a logo for Elder Scrolls Six, and that's probably like a good ten years away. But like the other stuff they were showing, like it, again, it was revealed before the show, but like Fallout seventy six coming out in November, it was revealed mere weeks ago. And it's like a full yep. online Fallout game. Like that's crazy. Yeah, classic Bethesda, man. Like it's yeah. Um, I, I just like that system, and like cause it, it'll come up again in the Nintendo one. But people have been not really putting heat on them. I know the fan base probably has been, given how they are, about the lack of Metroid Prime Four at E3 this year, and even I swear I saw someone else talking about it. Just a bunch of companies having to say, "Look, it just wasn't ready to show." When it's ready to show, we will show it. I'm like, okay, fair enough. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And, like, just be thankful that they've said that. Like, you know, I, I mean, every, everyone, when that first Cyberpunk trailer came out, like, 8,000 years ago. It, w- it was it was it, approximately 8,000 years ago, for sure. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, I think it will take a couple of years. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they said at the end of it, it's, like, coming when it's damn ready. And it's like, yeah. yep, cool. And then they've they've come out when in interviews for after dropping this trailer at E three, they're like, you'll get it when when it's ready. And you, like hearing a developer say that, you go, oh, that's right. There are people working their asses off on this game, and they yeah. obviously want it to be the best that it possibly can be. So if that means it's going to take a bit of time before you see it again, then I'm cool with that. There's plenty of other stuff out there to keep me occupied until then. As so CD Projekt Red um, are in a, a unique position where they can they can probably be. I can't help myself bringing it up, but like it's, you know, it's a good point. Um, but yeah, that was Ubisoft's conference this year. Um, grading. What do, what do you what do you give the show at? Uh, what's what's your your final ranking for it? Uh probably a C. I'm going to go with. Yeah, that's that's a good solid. That's a good solid bet. I'm going to go with C+. Plus. Oh, trying to one-up me, are you, Joel? Huh? Trying to one-up no, me. Just, well, just from the conversation, I feel like there were a couple of things that I was a little bit more yeah. like, excited about than than, uh, than you were. Not to say that you were like, no, this is shit. I was like, I was a bit more um, into some other stuff that maybe you might not have been. So, like, I think based on that, I think it makes sense for me. It was a C+. Plus. I think it was, it was good. It definitely wasn't like, you know a winning show like last year's. Um, but it was still really good. Um, and it was really fun and still had all the developers on stage at the end together, having a good old time. Um, but yeah, a, a, a good solid C plus from me. Yeah. Look, Ubisoft for the last few years have managed to deliver a pretty well put together show. And this year's whilst a bit weaker than last year's was still incredibly good. Uh, it would have been way better had Odyssey not not leaked so badly beforehand, but Very that's true. just the that's the legacy of the Assassin's Creed IP. Like it will, if there's a new Assassin's Creed coming, it will leak. It will definitely that's, leak. That's the that that's the the, the tradition of Ubisoft in general. Like, oh, yeah, they do normally just. But I did see some fun discussions about why people were like, oh, of course, this is why Star Fox Grand Prix leaked because of Star Fox being with Ubisoft at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it, true. Everything they touch just leaks, and maybe maybe that's why like we didn't hear anything leaked about um, Splinter Cell. So maybe that's why it didn't show up. That's, yeah, maybe <laughs> that's it. That's uh, it makes sense, doesn't Got it? it all figured In a out. Sad way. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for Ubisoft this uh, in this week episode. Um, 
we're going to wrap things up and we'll return uh, very shortly, I guess, uh, depending on when you're listening to this. But uh, <laughs> the next episode and conference that we listen, we're going to be uh, covering is, uh, off the top of my head, Sony's, isn't it? Yes, there's two left. Yes. Sony is the next one. Sony is the next one, and then finally Nintendo. Um, so if you're interested to hear us, uh, our thoughts on that, come back and see us very soon. Otherwise, thank you for listening. I've been Joel. This is my very good friend, Karen. That's me. Yeah, uh, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say, may your E three dreams come true, but like, may your E three <laughs> dreams come true next year. Yeah, there you go. It still works. I like it. I was, I, I left it there. I was like, it's, I, I it's really like over now. Ending. But like, there's always next year. If you didn't get what you wanted exactly. this year, there's always next year. Exactly. And if you didn't get what you wanted, fucking don't be a dick about it. <laughs> I mean, you can be sad. You're allowed to be sad. You can be sad. Just don't take to Twitter and just be like, this is fucking shit. I fucking hate everything. You're all pieces of shit for not doing what I wanted. Um, don't do that. Don't be a dick. Simple as that. <laughs> anyway. Good see. life advice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> see you guys. Bye. Bye.